after I left Chiefs, I was in Cape Town with my family. And a guy at the garage came up to me and said, Hey, Howard, how are you doing? And what are you doing now? And my kids wanted to know, Daddy, how does this guy know you? So then I had to explain to my kids who I was. Good day and welcome to The Big Interview. A recurring topic when we discuss South African football is the unfortunate reality of players going broke after retirement. There's the old saying, failing to plan is planning to fail. But it's a lot deeper than just that. Our special guest today is Howard Fries, a former Kaiser Chiefs captain who went on to earn a PhD. He joins us on today's show to discuss why so many footballers seem to fail after their careers are over and what can be done to change this sad reality in the future. I am your host, Slu Paho, and this is SL Radio. Sokala Duma Radio. I'm happy to be joined on the line by Kaiser Chiefs legend, Mr. Howard Fries, a.k.a. The Rock. Howard, how are you doing this morning? I'm fine, thank you, sir. And you, Slu? I'm doing all good. Let's start at the beginning. During your playing career, how much did life after football weigh on you while you were playing? Slu, it was always the element in my room. I always worried, I was always worried about what would happen to me when my soccer career came to an end. And that is why I took all the necessary steps to make sure that when my soccer career came to an end, I wouldn't struggle like most of the other people that struggled after their careers had come to an end. And now, you know, football is this dog-eat-dog world from the start. Um, Arsene Wenger has this very interesting quote where he talks about 67% of young players from 16 to 20 quit football by the, by the time they're 21. Um, is this something that you saw as well during your playing career? Is, is people kind of giving up because of a lack of opportunity? Yes, of course. You must remember, Slu, that there's also a saying that many are, are called, but very few are chosen. So there's a whole bunch of youngsters who aspire to play one day for a professional team like Kaiser Chiefs or Orlando Pirates. But just because of the, of the dog-eat-dog world, very few of them make it through to the end. And you must remember one thing, Slu, that at the end of the day, only 11 players can play. And there's a whole lot of us who are competing just for the 11 spots or for the one spot in the 11 in the team. So it's very, very difficult for us, to, for you to make it into one of the big teams. You have to work very, very hard. And at the end, there's a whole lot of uh, players who do not make it to the professional ranks at the end. And, you know, during your career as well, there's always this risk of career-threatening injuries. Do you think there's enough protection in South Africa for players when this happens? Yes and no. When I started playing SLU, I was always scared of an injury. And that is why I took the, the steps that I took. For instance, I had to educate myself because I always imagined the day when I got injured and what would happen to me after my injury. You know, who would look after me? Who would, look to, who would look after my family? So what I did was that I made sure that I studied, I worked hard, I kept on reading. So that shooting the event that uh, I had gotten a serious injury that I would have something to fall back on. And I must touch with that I had injuries, but not that was so serious that I couldn't continue my career. And if you read over the past two years, there's been a whole a number of our youngsters who had promising careers, but careers have come were cut short because of their serious injuries. And that is very sad 
Because at the end of the day, they have no four-back strategy. And that was my most important worry I had all the years. And now you, you mentioned this uh, recurring question uh, that happens in life after football. What are you doing now? Uh, so, you know, you're, you're one of the players that we get to celebrate in, in the fact that you earned uh, your qualifications, your PhD, sorry, your doctorate after, after football. Uh, so let me, let me just ask it outright to you, Howard. What are you doing now? <laughs> I'm dry- <laughs> I don't know the answer to it right now, but I'm working right now. This is the one. This is the one question that, as a, a football player or as a soccer or any sports person, that you can never run away from. Wherever you meet, whether it be your friends, your uncles, your aunties, wherever you go, that is a question that will always follow you. I remember after I left Chiefs, I was in Cape Town with my family, and a guy at the garage came up to me, "Hey, Howard, how are you doing? And what are you doing now?" And my family. And my kids wanted to know, Daddy, how does this guy know you? So then I had to explain to my kids who I was. So this is a question, Slu, that no one can ever run away from as long as you're a professional soccer player. It will follow you for the rest of your life. And that's a question that I try to address in my article. What are you doing now? Because even when I was at work, my own colleagues would come up to me and say, Hey, Howard, what are you doing now? <laughs> and yet I would be at work with them. You know? So... Depending on your circumstances at that particular time, slow, that question will always come back to haunt you. It must be strange. It must be a strange reality being in the same office space as somebody and being questioned about what you're doing because obviously they they know what position you hold there. Mm. Um, I, I imagine that there's a lot of people even that, that that meet up with some old friends from high school that can probably relate to this question. Yes, like, you know this this strange expectation that 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 that's placed on you to to maintain um, you know your stature and and your hundred percent. During your playing career, how difficult is it to have this um, perspective of the long term? Because, you know, week in, week out, you're playing football. How difficult is it to see the long-term future there? Yes, very good question, Sue. When I started playing football, I always had it at the back of my mind that football is a very, very short career. Mm. And you need to prepare for life after football. So what I did was I always read if I was not teaching, I was at university. But I made sure that I prepared myself properly. Because you know, Slu, you work so hard to get into a professional team. And then once you get into the professional team, say for, say for case of cheese, that time goes so quick mm. that you, at the end of, you, before you even think about it, your career is coming to an end and you're falling off the cliff. And that was the falling off the cliff that always made me wary what would happen to me after my football career comes in? I didn't want to fall off the cliff. I wanted to have a smooth transition from the time I started to play, my career and my post-career. So that, you know, when your career comes to an end, slow, you don't know what to do the next day. Because mm. mm. remember, you're so used to going to training, playing games, meeting you, your friends, training, getting back home. Now suddenly, just overnight, all that is taken away from you. And suddenly you find yourself, wow, what now? Mm. This is it. Your career has come to an end. And we never seem to prepare for the day when your career comes to an end. It is almost, you are shocked when, when your career comes to an end. Because you say, wow, so quick. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's my career ending. And that is what I was always aware of when I played football. And, you know, you played for perhaps one of the biggest clubs, perhaps on the continent even. Do you think that maybe also some players are blinded by the fame and celebrity of it all? Yes, 100%. We had a saying at Kaiser Chiefs that if you play for Chiefs, we'd say to welcome to America. Mm. Because the lifestyle as a Chiefs player was very different from one of the smaller teams at that time. And suddenly you're taken through this whirlwind of, of, uh, of fame and very, very few people are able to handle it. So what happens is when you do play for a team like Chiefs, you forget that, you know, there's a life outside this bubble that you put yourself in. And so that you, you get so swept away with all the, the supporters, the winning of the trophies, the, the, the finances that come with it, the fame that comes, and suddenly you forget what's happening. And that is where the whole problem starts to arise. Against Chipa, when Lodge was still playing there, that's the guy that gave me nightmares in that friendly that I said, all right, welcome back to South Africa, David Mills. <laughs> Catch my starter pack only on SL Radio, brought to you by Sokola Duma. And, uh, you know, there's so many players who, who fall to the wayside uh, because they don't make the proper investments. And there, there are uh, great figureheads in this country, particularly uh, the, um, I mentioned Gavin Hunt because um, uh, there's some young players who I've spoken to who always say that Gavin would make them uh, get property with, with some of their first paychecks. Um, do you think that uh, perhaps uh, teams and, and coaches and mentors should be doing more stuff like this to try and prepare players um, to, uh, for, for, for this life after football? Um, or do you think that it, it all kind of rests on your shoulders? No, I think it's, it's about 50-50. The teams need to take more responsibility. Because you must remember, Slo, that these people or the players, they, look so, they work so hard to get into a particular team that the rest of their lives, they just comes to a standstill because they're concentrating on the fame and about professionalism or making it into a, one of the big teams. So what happens? That part of their life comes to a, a standstill. And then they go into this new lifestyle of being famous and having this whole lot of money that in the end they forget that when all this comes to an end, you need to go back to something. Mm. And almost on a weekly basis, when you pick up the newspapers, whether it can be the Sunday Sun or the Sunday World, you would read about how our soccer players' careers have come to an end and are unable to cope. I mean, if you look at it, the, the, the research is telling us that the lifespan, the economic lifespan of a soccer player is only two years after they come to the end of their careers. And that is bad. Mm. Really, that is very bad because you're only 30. 32, even 35 when your career comes to an end. So what do you do between 35 and say 50 and 60 years? You've got a whole 30 years to live. And then how do you cope with all that? Mm. And now remember, you've had this lifestyle, this famous lifestyle, and you need to keep up, keep up with this image of this, you know, being a wealthy guy, riding nice cars, uh, the latest cell phone and all that kind of thing. You know, you, your whole lifestyle changes. And 95% of the time, we're not prepared for this lifestyle change at the end of our careers. 
Definitely. Um, and and uh, you mentioned the mistake players make is still seeing football as just a sport. Uh, would you mind for the for, for the podcast expanding on on this idea that that football is is much bigger than what the players see? <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Football stopped becoming a sport when I was playing. Even when I was playing at the time, school, football already changed. It became a business. Mm. People were making money out of football. There were corporates, large corporates, were investing in football. Uh, the teams themselves were investing, were reinvesting, were paying higher salaries, higher transfer fees. And yet, as a soccer player, you just think, I enjoy playing football. I play for Chiefs. I'm earning this money. But you don't see the business side of the game. Look at now. Most of our players are managed by agents. Mm. Those agents are not their friends. Mm. Those agents are business people. As long as you're there, they are in business. So they will push to make the most out of you. And whereas you're still thinking, that, wow, this guy likes me. No one loves you in football. This is a business. And you must work hard and you need to protect yourself. And I think that is what is really lacking in our players. They think their agents are good to them. They're only good to them only because of they're playing and they are relevant for that particular period. But, but once that period gets to an end, that's where the real problem starts. So football is not a game. It's a business. I like that. Uh, so, uh, lastly, you know, you played the the majority of uh, of your career in the nineties, um, and I always find it interesting that it seems like we're always kind of destined to make the same mistakes as as people in the past, despite the fact that we see those mistakes. So, why do you think it is so many players, even today, um, are still making the same mistakes that players that you played with back then were making as well? Yes, it's, it's, it's what I say, Slu. People don't, I'll say our current players don't see football as a business. They still see football as a sport. Mm. And that is where I think the, the players' union in South Africa is failing our players a little bit. Because we don't have programs. They supposed to be pushing programs that are educating our players. To so say, hey guys, be careful. Your life, your, your career is a very short career. And you need to pre- prepare yourself for life after sport. And even teams themselves, too. They don't take it upon themselves to reinforce, you know, the, the the period after sport. So I feel that more needs to be done. That the teams, the players' unions, and the players themselves, even the agents themselves, they need to create this awareness amongst our players that your career is very short and you need to prepare for a life after sport. And that is really where we fall short. If you look at the past four months, slow. Mm the players have gone through a very bad period. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of their contracts are coming to an end and the teams are not, have only extended it for one month until the end of August. Mm. There's been very little said from the unions to protect the players. I haven't read, maybe there have been articles that I have not seen any in the press over this four-month period where the unions have come out very strongly to protect the, the careers of the players. So why did we have a union? Mm. I feel the union must be, take more active role in protecting the players. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem at the end. These players are going to leave. So what happens to them when they've left football? They're going to become a social problem for us. Mm. And that is what we need to to uh, 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 prevent the players from happening. And these players, they're used to a, a high lifestyle. Who's going to pay for the lifestyle that they're so used to. That's going to be a problem. Mm. And that is where I feel the unions 
the South African uh, Football Players Union has to play a more active role in having educational programs and reinforcing the fact that you need enjoy the game. You've worked hard for it. Enjoy all the fame that comes with it. We cannot take that away from it. But at the end of the day, you must know that when that bell rings, your career comes to an abrupt end. And that is where the problem lies. Mr. Howard Fries, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on. Thank you for joining me on the show and uh, all the best moving forward. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And that is all for the big interview for today. A big thank you to our guest, former Kaiser Chiefs captain Howard Fries for joining us on the show. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and you'll get all of the latest local football news. And make sure to subscribe to SL Radio on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and you'll get notifications for every new show. From myself, your host, Slu Paho, and my editor, Simon Strella, have a fantastic day. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.